welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka or formerly known as Kimchi on the stage, a digital content creator, a naked person, and uh, the host of the show. So <laughs> I don't know what to call myself anymore, <laughs> but that is me. <laughs> I am a former exotic dancer based in Vancouver, Canada. And I started this podcast because there's a lot of misconceptions about sex work and I wanted to diminish that and I bring on guests every single week to help me do that because I cannot do it alone. So (laughs) that is me in a nutshell, that strip I see in a nutshell, but most importantly, I have brought on a wonderful guest today that I'm actually kind of nervous, but more more so excited, but really nervous as well to interview. So, um, with the help of Jordan Kensley, I reached out to Madame Nova Kane, who's on the show today, to unleash everything about the term exotic, gentrification, (laughs) all the shit that's in the mainstream right now, where that all originated from, the history of sex work. Did I miss anything? I'm sure there's going to be a lot more we're going to get into. say hello hi (laughs) hi everyone it's madame novocaine ceo of novocaine dances and i'm here to speak some truth yes speak some truth i am so excited to get started on this it's gonna be a super 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 packed episode so stay tuned and stay tuned for the whole thing so (laughs) because you have got some things to say (laughs) 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 but let's just get started um just because i don't know if everyone is aware of who you are and your significance but a few things i know from you you have 13 plus years in sex work specifically i think stripping um, as you said, you're CEO of Novocaine Dances, LLC. You sit on the board as a board member at the International Pole Industry Association. And there's a lot of talk about sex work advocacy. So did you want to speak a little bit about that? Where, where did you get started? Yeah, <laughs> what are your origins? I not, yeah, I started very young in the sex work industry. Mm. Um, I started stripping and camming. When I was 19, I'm 33 now, so this was a long time ago. (laughs) It's been a long (laughs) time. It's been over a decade. On and off, uh, I joined the military. I've gone to school. I have worked for multi-million dollar companies, but I always had to come back to stripping because of my disability I have a fractured hip that I endured when I was training for the army oh okay yeah let's yeah. talk about that okay so I was 19 stripping the 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 economy went to shit mm-hmm. thanks Bush uh, junior administration yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I went from being a body piercer that was making a shit ton of money weekly oh, to cool. nothing at all. I mean, nobody wanted to get body piercings anymore. Barely oh, any tattoos. Everybody was losing their homes. Kind of like right now. Yeah. <laughs> Round two. So, yeah. And it's so crazy because that's what people did before everybody went to sex work. 
Mm-hmm. And today, and it, it it wasn't only fans. It was just like campsites and this and that and that. Yeah. But now it's everybody went to OnlyFans. Yes. Or Patreon or this or that, you know? Yeah, all those fan and, sites. Yeah, and an influx of strippers that were working in the clubs now are doing online work. So it's like a big influx of um, sex work now. So sex work's mm-hmm. really on your face. Whereas before, um, when I was 19, it wasn't really on your face. It, the economy collapse was really on your face. Right. Not really the, the sex work. So... I went from making a shit ton of money in the body piercing, tattoo industry, modeling and everything, to uh, nothing. And I needed the money. I couldn't get hired anywhere. Mm. I'm all tattooed up. I'm young. I don't have any experience of anything other than the body piercing <clears throat> and, okay. and the fashion merchandising I was doing before body piercing. But okay. all very small, so I was not really getting hired. And my... Ex boyfriend's ex girlfriend <laughs> was a stripper at the time, and she offered to be my stripper mom. What? And I said, "Yeah, I mean, I'm really open like that. I don't care if it's if it's exes, if you want to fuck them again. Like all we, all we need to do is it's just to talk away. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's I'm really very cool. open about sex. Yeah. So um, always been and. Yeah, so she was. She offered it. She mm-hmm. was like, I can help you get into the strip club. Just come through my house, and then um, I'll take you to the strip club. That's really so cool. So I went over there, and she treated me like we. I was going to prom. <laughs> That's awesome. It was, like, it was literally the cutest thing ever. Um, <laughs> she did my hair. She oh was my a white God. girl, too. Oh, she's shit. in my hair. <laughs> and this curly afro. And she's like, um, um, just, you know, straightened it a little bit. So my dumbass was like, okay, because I'm very rocker chick, tribalic. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very tribal style. Mm-hmm. I, I'm from Puerto Rico, but, um, okay. I'm very into my, my bruja, taina, African side. So I always dress different even for my own people right you know because not every puerto rican is brujo you know right <clears throat> but i am i grew up like that so my stupid ass was like okay i'm just gonna be super sane and i straighten like my bangs oh, and that's wow. it <laughs> that's it oh damn it. i, I love it my bangs i had a bunch of fucking piercings all these tattoos a big ass bro, and my bangs were not like bangs to my forehead; they were like down to my, past my neck. Oh so what? I, <laughs> yeah, I thought I looked so cool. <laughs> and she was just like, "Bendito," she was just like, "Yeah, that's good." And then she gave me like a bunch of her stripper clothes and my first pair of pleasers. Oh yay! Yeah, and that fuck pleasers. But anyways. And then <laughs> we'll um, talk about that later. <laughs> and then she hugged me and she said, "You were, you're gonna do great. You're so beautiful. Just, you know, don't don't let anybody get to you. Don't let anybody get to you. And be smarter than the rest. Just yeah. be smarter than the rest." And I said, "Okay, okay." And I went in there, and that was my first time ever even stepping into a strip club. Was my oh, first day stripping. Really? So you yeah. had never gone before, even as just like no, a, because um, I was nineteen. I was oh, in right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Damn. Isn't it crazy that you're not allowed to be in there, but you're allowed to work in there? Yeah, it's a little fucked up. <laughs> a little bit backwards. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I never, and, and you can't grow by yourself. No. As a woman, it's very, you, you need an escort, a male escort as a woman to come into the strip club. Oh, really? But no, I never had the chance to go in there. I never knew that I wanted to go to the strip club world or anything. It's just everything fell apart and I needed money now because I yeah I'm I'm 19 and I've been working so I've been on my own I have roommates I have a life to pay for no so, so you're just like, like I shit. needed money now <laughs> I needed money yesterday <laughs> yeah and I went from making a shit ton of money body piercing because then I'm making commission hourly and tips oh damn you know to nothing yeah so, so your, your life is shooken up yeah, I was doing good. I was like, yeah, this is my career. I did it. Like, I'm really good. Everybody knows who the fuck I am. Everybody's like, hey, you pierced my friend. You know how many times I got stopped because of that? So and, then. Um, I went from that to nothing. Yeah. And I went in there and saw the first time strippers in real life doing their work. Yep. And yeah. because I was so shitty at it. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> A baby stripper at 19 years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, hmm, what else can I do? So I was getting modeling gigs for H2Ocean and this and that, but they always kind of went awry somewhere. Mm. How modeling, so? What happened with that? Just men. Uh, men yeah. are weird. I didn't want to say like, that, but oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, you want to be in my company? Suck my dick. Yep. You want to be <laughs> in my magazine? <laughs> Play with my balls. Like, oh, God. Oh, man. It's an intersection of sex. Like, oh, I want sex. I want your body for you to get this accolade. Yeah. And I was just like, nah. Good for you. So, okay. So, then you started modeling as well. This is alongside yeah. stripping. I, I, was, I was dating a model porn star. And oh, that's shit. where the camming started. I started camming with her and doing oh, porn with her. And doing some duos. Okay, yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I even pierced her pussy. I even pierced her pussy. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she was the, she she also said, well, instead of stripping, let, let's just do porn. And I wasn't fully, you wasn't fully into down. the idea of yeah. just doing porn, mm-hmm. well, especially under somebody else's guidance. Right. It wasn't on, like, your own free agency. Yeah, and I like being my own boss. Yeah. Stripping, you can be your own boss to a certain level, and so camming and so on and so forth. But porn, she just wanted to, like, duo up and, like, take it by storm. And my family, my my grandma's very Catholic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I have, like, this Catholic dilemma with yep. Lujeria, right? <laughs> She hates that her mom was a bruja, so she, like, did the whole rebellious stage. But instead of rebelling and being like, ah, she rebelled <laughs> and being like, oh, Catholic, right? So the other way. So I had, yeah. <laughs> the, other the other extreme. Other so I have my grandma in my head all the time, and I'm just like, oh, my God. If I just start sucking fucking on camera, 
she's just gonna find out <laughs> yeah so there was a bit of like morality issues there too with yourself that you're trying to like oh i don't know like what's grandma th- gonna think and uh. well, it's not even morality to me because i'm a good person no matter if i'm sucking dick on camera or not mm-hmm. like i can be the best person mm-hmm. whether you're doing that or not it was just more of <sighs> I'm going to give my mom, my grandma a heart attack. <laughs> Fair and enough. My mom told me that. She was like, hi. <laughs> think about your grandma. <laughs> so uh, you, you didn't decide to go that route then with going, with, with, not, with doing porn. Not that far. I did porn, but not that far. I didn't mm-hmm. like make it my career with her. She then mm. blew up in the porn industry, but I didn't go with her. Right. I told her that I was joining the military, and she broke up with me. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is when you joined the military. Tell yeah, us about that. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I can always go back to sex work. Yep, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there, <laughs> no matter what. Yes. <laughs> I'm in no hurry to show my pussy to the world. And, <laughs> even though I did, but like in the grand scale... And I joined the military, and I fractured my hip. It was like the world was like, no. (laughs) Nice try. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You thought, bitch. You thought. Oh, my God. What happened? How how did you injure yourself? With training or field or? training, I fractured my hip, actually, the last two weeks. Oh, no. You have to do like um, like a 10-mile, 12-mile rucksack march. Okay. It depends on your company. Okay. And it's miles and miles and you are in full gear. So oh you have gosh. like over 100 pounds, pounds on you. Yeah. It's really, really heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'3". Oh my God. And I'm 20 now. Just a young little body with a big old rucksack yeah. backpack that clicks on your hip and clicks on your chest. And the click on the hip oh. was so on top of my actual hip bone that every time I took a step information it was a high impact on my hip oh my god so by the end of the ftx march you can hear it oh my god clack 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 and my drill sergeant turned around and he was like a private stop hitting your weapon on your canteen that's what he thought it was yeah oh my god it's not my it's not that sorry drill sergeant and he was like, what the fuck was that then? And I was like, my hip. He's like, that's why you're walking like that? Like, yeah. He's like, we got to send you to the hospital. Oh, man. Because it's it's very um, common. Is it? Like, yeah. Oh, for shit. smaller people to fracture their hip. Because of the amount of weight that's on yeah, sitting in the air. Have. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So out of like the 10 people that fractured their hip in my unit, I was the only one that passed to AIT. Oh, so you still you still got certified? I guess certified would be was that the right word or? This happened the day before the PT test. Oh, okay. So when I'm in the doctors and they tell me, "Hey, you have a stress fracture in your femoral neck bone," which is like when your femur turns small and then turns into that ball. Oh to my gosh! Going with your pelvis okay. right there and. That happens to senior citizens with osteoporosis, and it happened to you at 20. Jesus. Yeah, and I also had a, a spot on my femur that was about to break, and you can tell <gasps> in that 
in the bone scans. Oh my god. How I found out, I was going to the bathroom. I was walking to the bathroom, and right when I almost got to the stall, a nurse came out, came in the bathroom, and she's like, "You better here." And she had like a crutches. Oh my And she's gosh. like, "Do not step on that foot no more. We just got your results. <gasps> Go to the bathroom, come out. We are going straight to the doctors." Oh my god! So that news obviously must have been devastating for you. Yeah, I cried. I Fuck. said, just give me all the painkillers you can. I cannot stay in basic training. If you don't pass basic training, you stay there for months because then you have to get your paperwork has to be taken out. And that oh. takes, <clears throat> it took me a year. Oh my gosh. To get up. So I could have been stuck in basic training for a whole last year. Oh my God. Like, nah, please don't do this to me to the doctor. I was like, please, please, oh, please, please. I begged and I cried and he was like, fine can't believe that actually worked i just said uh, all i said was like i have pt training tomorrow i have pt test tomorrow just call them at nine and tell them that's all i'm asking i'm not telling you to keep it a secret i'm just saying don't tell anybody till nine in the morning tomorrow yeah (laughs) so he said yeah he actually obliged (laughs) i'm surprised he actually obliged (laughs) yeah i was like oh my god really and i fucking (laughs) went back and they, they I went back and they're like oh, are you okay I was like yeah 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 I'm okay bitch <laughs> <laughs> the next morning I did the, P, the PT test you have to run two miles in less than 19 minutes oh my god <laughs> I had to do like over 50 push-ups I'm over so 80 tired thinking about this. sit-ups in two minutes and I did all this with a freshly fractured hip and then you passed I passed. Yes! <laughs> I passed. I literally lunged myself to the grass. <laughs> I'm amazed that you were able to I endure that. And then I'm literally crying, marching all the way to the barracks because I know that my drill sergeants are going to get this call and then yeah. I'm going to get fucked, right? Yeah. And for shit, I get to the barracks with everybody else and they're like, who the, where is private? Yeah. And I was like, I'm here, and it was the female sergeant, which is the worst one. Females <laughs> drill sergeants are like this. They scary. She <laughs> <laughs> ripped me apart, but she uh. couldn't touch me because I have the profile now. Like once you get hurt, they give you a profile. Really? Yeah, they give you like a paper that says you can't do this, you can't do that. So mine said no boots, soft shoe. She can't stand for more than five minutes. She can't oh, sit. Oh, my God. Five, like, <laughs> Holy shit. So pretty much I can't be stationary. Yeah. Because it's too much um Too much pressure? Impact. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then I can't hip. stay walking because it's too much impact. And I can't stay sitting because it's too much impact. I have to, like, always move. And I was like that for two weeks. Oh, my god. And they were all mad at me because they couldn't touch me. But I passed PT. Mm-hmm. So I am yes. in the Army you know they 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 gave me my barrette yes instead of a soft cap i did the ceremony did the whole thing yeah and then they gave me 30 days off because of my hip before i went to ait okay what's ait again ait is where you train for your job now so basically to even get in the military to see if your body can withstand touring overseas right and okay. killing people and all that stuff like i i got the kill is what i always say 
<laughs> and, then, and then AIT is where you go to learn your skill your that skill you take before basic training. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and then this- I passed that. Then I got to my station. Okay. Wow. So you had quite a career. Mm-hmm. What did you end up doing then? Logistics. Okay. Okay. How long were you? How long were you in the military for? I only did three years because I was attached to an infantry unit. Mm-hmm. So we were T nine miles a day, like shit, like that. It was two miles, nine minute runs. Ooh. Yeah. So Fun. they wanted you to go hard, and then every other day was muscle failure. So I would have to like literally get wasted before <laughs> PT to be able to be numb enough to run it. Because oh if you God. don't run it, then you get told that you have the little heart syndrome and that, oh, oh. go to the doctor, you know, they don't care. Like they don't, yeah. un- they don't know, you know, they see my medical records, but so many people are trying to lie about it. Like, oh yeah, I'm hurt. And they, they're not, they just I don't want to do it and whatever. Okay. <laughs> or they don't okay. want to deploy. They kind of make fun of you if you can't do the things that you're supposed you're to supposed be doing. To do. And I'm a bad bitch, so I was like, nah, I'll just drink. <laughs> <laughs> and you got through it. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, but I fucked my hip even more. Oh, my gosh. So this injury just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, until finally I went to a doctor three months before deploying, and he was like, you can't go over there. We'll medevac you back. Wow. And you are fucked, fucked. Yeah. Look at your hip. Look at how you're walking. I'm walking like a penguin now. Oh, my God. Every step is like, like, just life is completely. Imagine, I would, I would compare it to having contractions your 24-7. Oh, I cannot imagine that. I can't imagine the pain that you were in. Mm, just sounds yeah. awful. Ugh. So they just... I got to put you out. You got to get medically discharged, honey. How did you feel about that news? I felt like I failed. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I failed. I was the first female in my family to join the military in a long list of military people. My uncle's a lieutenant colonel, you know, so. Oh, wow. So this, and, is, this um, goes deep in your, into your family history, too, then. Yeah. So grandpa, definitely meant a lot to you. Uncles. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so you, there was um, a lot of, like, a lot of stuff weighing on you at this point, then. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. And I, wa- I wanted to make them proud in a time that it was hard to even get a job, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, he told me, you can't go anywhere so they started my discharge paperwork and it just got worse from there I got discharged while I was getting discharged I got pregnant with my husband at the time Mm. and I had a baby and that was really high painfully high risk yeah so that messed up my hip even more than the postpartum really by myself c-section Oh my god! All that stuff that that sucked too. And when I got discharged, it was just like, all right, good luck. Here's the VA, the VA Veterans Hospital. Mm. Have fun. With that. <laughs> oh gosh! And then I spent years trying to find a way to not feel that pain because now I have chronic pain. Now I have nerve damage. Now I have bone damage. 
now have muscle damage. And this is a disability that's going to last a lifetime. I right. don't, there's no fixing chronic pain. There's no fixing what I got. Oh so, my gosh. And, and you're so young. So, yeah, so young. By the time I got out, I was 21, almost 22. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So where did that leave you? So 21, you yeah. are discharged. You have this chronic disability. You have a baby. Mm-hmm. What's next in this chapter? What's the next chapter, actually? <laughs> I, I went back home because I needed help mm-hmm. with the baby, even though I have a husband. I, I didn't want to live away from my mother. It's the first child of the family. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very important. I'm the I'm the firstborn, so. Oh, so even more. Yeah. <laughs> more pressure <laughs> and like, excitement. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. I was doing the housewife thing. Mm-hmm. That's when pole, like the pole industry kind of started. Okay, okay. So this is a segue yeah. into pole, okay. Yeah, so even when I first started stripping, I had heard about pole fitness studios coming up. Right. So at 19, the pole fitness craze started. At 21, it was like in its... You know, still young years. Yeah, still in, in, in it's in, in ugh, infancy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And my friend was like, "Hey, come to pole class." I'm like, "No, but I am, I'm a limpy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no strength like I used to before. I used to be an athlete, yeah. so I have no strength." And she was like, "No, nah, no, nah, this will build it." So I went to the class, and whatever, I sucked. But my husband at the time really wanted me to get skinny again, so he bought me a pole. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's a dick. He's <laughs> a dick. No. A dick move. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, okay. It's like, thanks, thanks honey. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I actually lost weight. I went vegan. I was breastfeeding. I was doing the pole thing. And then I realized that the pole thing was kind of acting like a cane, like physical mm. therapy. And I got to walk on air so nothing was high impact. Right. I got to do the things that I was able to do before when I was an athletic person, but on a pole. Right. Like I've seen stripper sisters do when I was 19, but on a pole, I got to stretch. So I saw good. Yeah, for sure. And I got super skinny and whatever, but me and my. Uh, my husband was not working out, so we broke up, and mm. I said, well, now what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. What? Now I really can't get a normal job. There's no way I can sit down for too long. There's no way I can stand for too long. Right. Um, I also have a baby, and I'm a single mother. What am I going to do? Yeah. Those are a lot of great questions to ask yourself, and also just a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Stress, emotion, everything. Like, so many layers there. Yeah, so I started, I used my GI Bill to go to school. Mm-hmm. Use your GI Bill, you get paid as well. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I was doing that. I was also stripping. Okay, so you, you went back to the club then at this point? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. But like, fuck it. I already know what it is. I know what's up. I need money. I'm skinny now. (laughs) I got mommy titties, but I can work it. I can work it. (laughs) I was doing good. I was doing better than not working. Yeah, for sure. But I 
I used my disability, my, which was shape back then, disability, pay, GI Bill, the stripping. And because I got so good with the stripping and the pole dancing, then I got hired as a pole instructor. Okay, okay, okay. This is all coming together now. Interesting. But I was the stripper pole instructor, and they didn't like that shit. Oh, tell us about that. So that's where the advocacy comes from. Yes, I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, don't hire Novocaine because she's a strip. And (laughs) she's a homewrecker. Oh, my God. she's a thief. And her classes ain't shit. They're they're not worth it. What? Yeah, all all these pole instructors saying this shit. But um, if my classes are not worth it, why are they packed? Why do I have to double up my poles? Why do I have to, why are my <laughs> workshops selling out and yours aren't? <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> and when I dance, you hide your man's fucking eyes. <laughs> and at first I didn't out myself because obviously the stigma of it. Mm-hmm. So much stigma. And I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to work, and I already heard y'all talking shit about strippers, so why would I say I'm a stripper? Yeah, exactly. And I always said, like, you don't know who the fuck you're talking to with these students. You don't know anybody's background, and y'all are talking that shit, and you, we, we, you probably have a few sex workers up in here. It's mm-hmm. a full studio. Yeah. I hope that so, there would be some, some like, actual strippers employed at the studio. No, it was just me. It was oh, just shit. Students. It was just me. It was oh, just me. Oh, man. It was just me. Oh I was no whore. <laughs> That's when the advocacy came out. I was like, where the... F- I, I, it started on Facebook. Because yeah. Instagram wasn't that big. And it was like 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. Back then. Right. Remember? Yes. Back in the day. <laughs> so I would write all these like lengthy posts on Facebook about, you know, life. And life as a disabled veteran. And life as coming... From being a military person to back to the civilian world where you have completely changed, but the world hasn't. Hasn't, yeah. And before I outed myself, I joined a pole championship. Okay. That didn't allow strippers. That did allow strippers? Didn't. Didn't. Did they, no. they explicitly said no strippers are allowed? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they even took somebody's meddle away because of it what yeah that's so fucked up yeah oh jesus okay oh man so i i said how can i start this advocacy how can i out myself in the best way Mm -hmm. for my my brothers and sisters yeah and i said i'm gonna join this fucking dramatic level okay yeah because what they're saying is oh well strippers only twerk all right, right. They right. put us in a box, but all right. Yeah. yeah, they can only do this. There's no way they can be creative and artistic and soulful <laughs> and la 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 la. So I was just like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this fucking championship. I'm gonna win it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna out myself. Right. And that's exactly what I did. Nice. I went there. <laughs> I freestyled because I can't do choreography if I repeat shit over and over again it hurts my hip oh okay okay so you freestyled it and you won it 
I want it. Oh my I was God. the highest score of the night, too. Yes. <laughs> and it was a dramatic level. It was about the military and my husband. Oh, and, wow. Um, it's hard to love somebody that's going through chronic pain. So you were able to tell your story through this piece. I think I I told my story as much as I could mm-hmm. in that show. And, I mean, I had this old man come up to me in tears and he like <laughs> saluted me. He's like, I never thought that I would be crying a pole dancing competition. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, awesome. You did that girl. Like, oh. <laughs> so what happened after, so you won the competition, you fucking slayed it. And then you outed yourself. I, How did you out yourself? Yeah. I got the video and I posted it on Facebook and I was like, this is what a stripper can do. This Mm. is my life. This is my art. This is my connection to walking in less pain. Like, who are you to tell me as somebody that sacrificed their life for you that I can now be a consenting adult and dance the way I do? What was the response to that? Mm Y'all applauded me when I was training to kill people. You just don't applaud me when I show my tits to people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The runner of the competition really started hating me. And I I went from having different studios hired me to people firing me, asking for their keys back. Really? Just because they found out that you were a stripper? Yeah. That is fucked. Back in the day, and still now, it's like, if you're a stripper, you're a whore. Yeah. You're a home you're a thief right hustlers shows that yeah you know (laughs) Key valley shows that um so and this is just recent but in the mainstream it's we're demonized we're villainized Mm -hmm. we are bad people why would you why would you take your clothes off for money why would you fucking go to a strip club and watch somebody take off their clothes for money if it's so fucking bad right preach Preach to your Preach. fucking dad, grandpa, uncle, cousin, brother, sister. <laughs> Preach to them people that are giving me money for doing this if it's so bad. If yeah. it's so bad, they're doing bad too. Yeah, because they're contributing. So exactly. why is only one side villainized and the other one, like, there's, it's, it's fine. It's normalized. Completely ignored. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about it. Who talks about strip club patrons except for strippers? <laughs> it's true so i i wrote this lengthy emotional thing and some people were you know i i just said like you you said before that i was an inspirational mother that i inspire you as a person that i inspire you this because I, I i was getting all these responses before i was out it out it right before and they're like oh you're such a good person you're such this such that such that i'm like wait till they find out that i'm a stripper hoe yeah and tables but, will turn yeah, and I did that, and people were just like, <gasps> the shock heard around the world, and everybody oh started God. dropping, and everybody started having a fucking, oh, well, now I'm this, now I'm that, now I'm not allowed to teach at your studio, and da 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 So not <sighs> only are you hurting me physically by stopping me doing the job that works for me and my body, my disability, mm-hmm. you're also stopping that check that's feeding my child. Yeah. But y'all the good people, right? Right. (laughs) And at 
this time, lyrical was it. Lyrical, if you were a lyrical artist, you were traveling the fucking world. Wow. You were doing this, you were doing that. And then the, the only exotic people teaching were like the skinny white girls, Alicia, Sarah Jane, yes. and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That was allowed. Right. But when a brown bitch with a big booty that knows how to shake it and opens up their legs does it, it's like, how dare she express that? Right. But it's okay in a white body to do it. Yes. Ah, I have so many problems with this. So many problems. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, um, all of a sudden, what I was doing is wrong, but they're liking it, so it's okay. Yeah, because only and, acceptable in their, you know, their box of what they think is ideal, what they think yeah. is exotic. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the runner, the runner of that show made it her life's fucking goal to not have me as a competitor oh in God. the city, and I was not allowed to <clears throat> teach in any studio. Jesus. And that fucking killed me yeah she had a vendetta out for you mm-hmm. it killed me it even oh my god it even hit my personal life with my own custody of my child and that's what, what i say that how oh privileged are you to have your baby and yourself pulling in any social media whereas i'm not allowed by court because i'm a stripper Oh my gosh. That's and yeah, terrible. Um, yeah, she got so crazy. I was demonized by everybody that I literally almost ended everything. I'm in pain. I can't do what takes me my pain away. Yeah. How am I going to live with this chronic disability and be mentally healthy? Yeah. It's just not possible. No, because everything was taken taken away from you. Everything. Oh, everything. God. Even my baby now. So it's like... <gasps> Jesus. It wasn't full taken. It, I just went from primary custody to only half custody. I can't After even imagine. After four hours of slut shaming in the court. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Fuck, I can't, I can't even imagine what well, you went through. Well, I stopped everything. So you, Okay, so you stopped instructing you stopped sex work as well so you weren't stripping so you took a break you're just like i'm done i'm done this is this is taking more out of my life than it's bringing in i'd rather be in a wheelchair like i'm supposed to oh my gosh with this time off what were you doing or how were you processing like what was going through your mind at this time um, that I have to be a normal person, quote unquote, for oh me to gosh. survive survival instincts. Now it's to become a housewife is to become, you know, uh, to dress accordingly, to do my hair accordingly, to have okay. a job that is deemed feminine, but not slutty. Right. <clears throat> so I went to school again. Okay. But seeing as I can't sit or stand for too long, I was always going to the emergency room with a swollen hip and whatever. Mm. Thankfully, I had, I met my husband 
now then. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he helps me out a lot. I don't think I would have been where I'm at right now if it wasn't for the support. I would probably be a homeless veteran. I would probably have been a statistic if it wasn't for him. Oh, my gosh. And he helped me out. He bathed me. He fed me. He took me to physical therapy. He took me to school. All while still being in the Navy. He's a military person as well. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I like military men because civilian men can't handle me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's too good. (laughs) Yeah, if it wasn't for his help and his guidance and his help with my daughter, I... I don't know, because everybody else was turning their back on me. He was the only one that wasn't. Yeah, he like, needed that support. Yeah. yeah, you definitely need that. I'm so glad that you had that pillar of support there when you needed it the most to help you get back on your feet. Yeah, yeah. and then the custody thing took him away from me because he's military, so now he has to, you know, move. <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, it, it was just not the court said no you cannot move with your kid somewhere else because the father is over here and we're not going to take the kid away from the father because obviously they can't give him primary because they can't take your kid for being a whore but they can lower your rights oh man so he left i stayed and i had to survival sex work again right so here we go again this is yeah. kind of like your yeah. third round, I guess, or your third <laughs> return. <laughs> no, it's it's really cool yeah. just seeing the evolution here. It's really interesting. This time around, I'm like, okay, I'm older. I had my titties done in my two-year break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm bigger. You know, I haven't worked out this whole entire time. I've been limping. Like, I've been doing all this shit, but I'm so much wiser now. I understand good. my body. I went through physical therapy. Yes. You know, I got myself walking again. I understand how the pole works for me and how it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to strip again. And I told my mom, now I'm living with my mom after living on my own. I'm oh, living wow. My mom, I'm going to strip again. I always say this, this story before I left my first night. She, like, grabs me. She's like, if you're going to strip, be the stripper and the posters. I was like, okay, I know. She just wanted to be the best of the best. If you're going to be a fucking stripper, be the best stripper you can be. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, be the powerful one. There we go. And I went and stripped, and I ended up being in the posters, and I ended up being, yes, you know, a sponsored athlete from the strip club. I was getting paid to perform. I was getting sponsored to do this i was trying to unite the pole industry and the strip club industry together right so the industry could see the talent that they miss yes. when they don't work the strip club yeah when they exclude these groups of people yeah so. uh, if if you're gonna have these competitions that are like oh exotic this exotic that but ain't nobody exotic up in there yeah like, yeah they're dancers in there then what are you really winning totally you have to include you know the people that originated this form of dance and master it for money yeah if you're the word exotic dancer where have you exotic dance mm-hmm. 
A studio, honey? No. <laughs> that's not exotic dancing. We all no. fucking know. Yeah, that's all like polished down, made shiny. <laughs> it's not not the same. <laughs> I took over. I took over my strip club. I was that that bitch. I united people. I was controversial. I was brown. They didn't like that shit. <laughs> you know, I, I went through racial things because even though I'm light skinned, I'm still Afrocentric. Mm hmm. I have to either straighten my hair or wear a wig this whole entire time for me to make money. The second I have curls, it's like people just don't, I'm invisible. Like oh, nobody gosh. looks at me. Oh, but the second I straighten my hair, wear a wig, all of a sudden, oh my God, you're gorgeous. You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. What all are you? Stuff. What are you? Oh, I hate that. What are you question? <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I, and I can't even say I'm Puerto Rican. That's not fetishizing enough i always like oh mm. yeah i'm brazilian and french right or like you know like you're colombian and this and that you yeah. know right i got it i had to explain why my body looked like this next right. to other bodies yeah you know oh gosh and, and why my features on my face look like this even though i have this body so Brazilian to me was like, oh, they only, they're known for big butts and beautiful bodies. And French <laughs> are known for their sexual liberation. So mm -hmm. I was just like, so it, it's just easier to avoid even saying I'm Puerto Rican because of that. Because the second I start saying, if I get drunk and I'm like, yeah, I'm Puerto it's like, ah, fuck, I just lost the hustle. <laughs> Gosh. And that's so sad, like a sad realization that you have to kind of paint this fantasy picture for the patrons. You know, mm -hmm. that's really, really frustrating. I don't, I don't think it's sad for me. I, at first, as a baby stripper, you take everybody's story in. Mm -hmm. I cut the cord, bitch. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn as a veteran stripper now, right? I've yep. done this over and over in different cities and di with different styles, different bodies, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. different mental capa capacity. And this time around, it was just like, I don't care about their stories enough to hurt me right there and then. Because right. if somebody tells you something and you like go, <gasps> you're bringing it into your energy. And I don't want to do that. Just like a, a mm -hmm. psychologist or a therapist, they, they don't take your trauma in. They listen to yeah. it. And then because they're not in, they're thinking outside the box and they're able to give you advice that actually works. And mm -hmm. I always thought like that. It's Good. like, I cannot take it in. This is not my pain. I have enough pain. Yes. I just, now I know where to go from here to help you as a person needing a service from me. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting way of putting it. And I, I kind of like it that way too as well i feel like that can really help your hustle yeah i mean i, you know? I see stripping as humanitarian work if you do it oh. the way that helps people and it's right. not just like you come in there get your money da, da, da. and every single way is good yeah the yeah. way that i did was best for me whereas i come in there not only to heal myself because dancing is my physical therapy this is why i'm stripping mm -hmm. it's because it's the only thing, the only job I can do for the least amount of time for the most amount of money. Yep. 
and I'm doing physical therapy and they don't even know it because they exactly. don't know what my, my life. So wow. I came in there manifesting healing for myself in a career because I'm a bruja and in my family, we dance manifest. Oh. We, manifest. we voice to manifest. We don't have to do this little, I knew da 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 da. Yeah. I don't need that. No, this I, is really I, interesting. Yeah, so dance to me and my family is very spiritual. Interesting. And th- mm-hmm. yes, I, like, that's directly what you're going training or anything like that. What y'all see is just bruja training. That's amazing. That's super cool. Yeah, I, I always saw, like, I have this help with healing. I am a psychic medium, you know, I can literally oh, cool. speak to spirit if I want to for you. And it was like a, like having an office. Mm-hmm. Brick Club was my office, and I can do whatever I want with that office. I don't have a manager telling me shit. Right. Other than pay house fee. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and then I, I stopped paying house fee really quick, and because they, they saw that people recognize me from my tattoo modeling and all that shit. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so they, they found out really quickly that they have a bad bitch in there. <laughs> so, and I was like, can I not pay house seeing as I make you so money, so much money in the bar? Yeah. It's to their benefit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to yeah. quickly go into as well. Cause I, there's still so many topics I want to unpack here. I'm like, Oh my God, we've almost been recording for an hour. <laughs> um, I just love your story and the whole evolution that you had um, with that. It's, it's so in depth. It's so deep. But I also want to bring light to the origins and the history of exotic pole as well. Because I remember seeing one of your live um, Instagram chats. With, I think it was Jordan Kensley. And I saw another one that you had with Bam as well. So I know you touched on this a little bit. So if, if you have time to speak a little bit <laughs> and yeah, share with the audience. Yeah, a little bit on the history of exotic pole, the term exotic, all that. <laughs> Yes, um, <laughs> remember when I did that two year break I didn't I wasn't online I wasn't on Facebook I wasn't on Instagram I literally just like deleted everything and people just thought I disappeared yeah you just disconnected I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I explain nobody like I had gone viral and everything like people knew who the fuck I was and all of a sudden it's like Doop, nothing in those two years that I was gone I guess the term exo- Russian exotic oh damn, yeah popped yes. up and so when I came back, remember, I'm like, only lyrical is good. Only lyrical is good. <laughs> yes. And then I come back and everybody's a fake whore <laughs> on Instagram. like, whoa. Yeah, like, what happened here? What did I miss? <laughs> Wait a minute. This whole ass city shunned me, put a fucking scarlet letter on my shoulder and told me, no way, whore. And now they're up there popping pussy to music about how much money it takes to open your legs. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. So, so I was, it just, it like put a pep in my step to understand where the fuck everything changed. Yeah. So I, I'm a researcher. I have the time. I've been bedridden before. I know how to, you know, fill my minutes. Yeah. And I started looking it up. I, I even spoke to a few people. I was like, I want to write a piece on, so gentrification of stripper yeah. in the pole industry. 
Yes. And that's literally the answers that I got is the yes, yes. We want to hear it. So I started looking up. Okay. And when you look up exotic dance, it, it just comes out a lot like exotic dancer dead or exotic dancer shot somebody or exotic dancer. Oh, it's like all negative. Like, negative yeah. press or negative stigma, assumptions, labels, all that shit. But every time they put an exotic dancer, they mean stripper. Mm-hmm. They don't mean Russian exotic dancer. <laughs> That's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> they oh say if, it, if it's an exotic, because that's what they, they hashtag Russian exotic. <clears throat> <laughs> so if, they're, if the news is talking about that, they're not going to call them exotic dancers. They're going to call them pole dancers. Okay. Uh, okay. So I started just looking up different pole dancer. What comes out when I put pole dancer? White female bodies. Cool. Yes. Okay. What do I look? What happens when I look up exotic dance? Exotic dancer. Okay, a bunch of strippers. Mm-hmm. Now, what does it come out when I look up erotic dancing? And that's when I got the jackpot. Okay. Interesting. So I. Yeah, I ran through this text that talks about exotic dance and erotic dance from the 18th century to the 20th century. Okay, tell us about that. Yeah, and I started reading and it said that exoticism is better approached through language facts and then hard facts. Okay. That it's not a unique to specific places, peoples, or objects, but instead refers to a way of looking at and discoursing about all three. Mm. So it's not just one, it's all three. Okay. And it speaks about in the 18th century when co- colonialism started being heavy in the world. Yes. That these Europeans went to India and Africa and they saw these amaze, right? That's what they're the dancers that dance with their hips. Mm. All the crowds just piling in to see these. Remember, white men were not used to seeing brown bodies, yeah, shaking it. Though they, they that's new to them, yeah, yeah. This is all new information for them, okay. Yeah, this is all new stuff. They they're used to they're they're females. They're not used to this. This mm-hmm. culture. This is different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when they saw that their their people were just in in barrels coming in, like whoa, whoa, and they saw the first coins being thrown at the Almays. Mm-hmm. They went cha ching. We can monetize this. Right. This, this erotic dancing made our men crazy enough to give them money for it because it made them feel a certain way in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a good old capitalist, they were like, so how can we monetize yeah. this? Yeah, how can we make some money? How can we sell this? How can we bring more, pe- more white people over here to colonize? Right. And this and this thing is said they went from being all maze and erotic dancers, they went, Oh, let's pitch it as exotic dancing. Cause now look at these exotic women. 
doing exotic dances in exotic lands. Oh my gosh. Come here. It's like a marketing tool, basically. Brown bodies were used as a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. All new. Yeah. (laughs) And they started selling us as that. Yep. As these, like, zoo animals. Yeah. It's true. Like, that actually ties in, I guess, a little bit with, like, circus, too. It's like the whole, like... Oh, yeah, like, you know. um, That's where it evolved from. Exactly. Then they had to, so now they had to take this show on the road. How dare you have a show without an Almay in there, without that kind of dancing? Like, how could you? So that's what started the whole circus thing as well. So it speaks, so I was reading this and I was like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is what's happening right now. Like, yeah. Re- it repeats itself. It repeats itself. I'm going crazy smoking my blunt. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and <laughs> it's true. And mm-hmm, and you you I I read poems about men talking about their almays and the way they shake their hips and the way that it it fueled the crowd and how to monetize that. And how it influenced white women to then mimic them and make mm. their own money their own way. But they can only mimic a certain way because obviously they're not raised to dance like this. Yeah, that they're trying to learn that. They're trying to like steal yeah. that type of movement. Yes, and they and steal they did. So then white women gentrified erotic dancing, mm-hmm. but this with sounds... white bodies now that are easier to digest because remember a brown body only got sold if it was called exotic if it was like pitched right right it's okay to like this brown body it's okay to want to fuck this because wow (laughs) (laughs) whereas obviously you want to marry a white woman or have you know that's that's a norm yeah that's a norm that's acceptable yes so these acceptable bodies started uh, gentrifying erotic dancing and making it their own. Mm-hmm. And in this thing, it even says like, yeah, they were doing it. It might not hit the same, but it was still beautiful to watch. Mm, okay. Why does this so all sound this- familiar to today's society? <laughs> <laughs> because, because history repeats itself because people don't pay attention to history anymore. Yep. But it's like literally the same thing. It was like pole studios and exotic mm-hmm. dancing in the studios. It's the same thing as he said. Mm-hmm. So then exotic dance and striptease came into the United States around the 1950s and mm-hmm. before that. And it went from street alley clubs, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's brown bodies, obviously. We're the ones dancing like that. It's kind of, ta- it's really taboo and whatever, whatnot. But then again, white women were like, no, we don't want to be next to brown bodies. We don't want to be in the alley. We want to make it our own and nicer. Mm, you know, more nicer. palatable. Yeah. Uh, fancy. You know, <laughs> I want to wear the, oh, I want to feel like a goddess, you know? Right. And then exotic dance went from that to stripping mm-hmm. for brown black bodies and then it kind of turned into burlesque for the white women right 
Yes. So and, I just like, shush. And there's like a whole, I mean, I've done an episode on the whiteness and uh-huh. burlesque. Actually, I've done a couple episodes on that too. And it's, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> as well. It's a whole so. other topic that, that came through this topic though. Yes. So brown and black bodies have been the birthers of so many things that we use today. Yet white bodies are mainstreamed. Right. They're all showcased. Yeah. That's what's getting sponsored. That's mm-hmm. what's get going around the world. That's what loved and cared for is the white body. Right. And erotic dancing. I mean, to the point that now let's let's fast forward to the pole dance community wanting to mimic strippers but not being able to do it. But how do we do it? How do we market this? Right? Yep. And the term Russian exotic got coined. Mm, yes. Yes, that, yes, yes. It, it, it's, of course, it's exotic. It's from far away. Yeah. But it's Russian, so it's it's white bodies. So that makes it even more palatable. Mm-hmm. And the way that they were doing it was, like, ballet some sort. Right. It was... It, it, it was I would say contemporary lines made risque. Yeah, it's also very technical too. Mm-hmm. Technical, mm-hmm. hard, fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, what people because people deem us as less than, they saw that and they're like, "Oh, well, if it's like that, is art. <laughs> well, if it's like that, is good. Right. Well, if it's like that, I can do that. I can. I can." I can teach myself to do have a clean line, mm-hmm. but it's hard to teach yourself to bust it open. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and not look silly. And not look silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's a really it interesting w- way that that came about. The race issue hasn't been unnoticed with it. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, in strip clubs, I mean, Magic City, hello. <laughs> Them, them strippers are acrobats. They put on a show. You, they go up and down poles. They get on the rafters. They do all kinds of craziness because you want that wow. Yeah. You want that wow factor. It's not, and it's not clean lines. These ladies are making thousands. I'm making thousands of money. Not having clean lines, but having this clear vision of who I am as a stripper. So we we can all do the same tricks, but the essence of it is different. Like heel clocking. People knew Nova King was on stage, not because the person, the DJ said, hey, Nova King's on stage. Just because of my heel clocking and the way it (laughs) sounded and the way it, the rhythm I did. You knew who the fuck was on stage. Right. And I wasn't the only heel clocker. Mm-hmm. You just know because the essence is what makes you you. That right. creative, the hair, the the makeup, the way you move your hips, the way you interact with your customer, yeah, um, all that stuff changes. So these Magic City strippers were amazing. They did all these acrobatic shit and whatever, and um, but they, you, it, it's deemed unprofessional. It's deemed not artistic. It's deemed. Da, 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 da. Right. It's everything but. 
<laughs> it's everything but white. Right. So we cannot do it like that. So how can we do it? Oh, this is easier to do. It's always that. It's always like, oh, well, this is easier to do than mm. mimicking a black woman. I see. I see. Okay. Which is problematic, but, though. Highly well, problematic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's shitty. It makes you feel like no matter what you do, even if you're the first, even if you're the, the, the master of it, even if you're one of the best, it doesn't matter because we don't celebrate black excellence. Mm-hmm. We celebrate white mediocrity. Right. I will so. clap to that. <laughs> well said. <laughs> even though they invented that type of movement, yeah. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's ghetto for us. It's ratchet for us to have the long nails, mm-hmm. the 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 hair, crazy hair, um, our tattoos, our fucking big hoops, our gold teeth. All that shit is not deemed acceptable until a, a white, white person body does, does it. it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very very cleansed approach. Then, so you have Russian exotic. Mm-hmm. being broadcasted everywhere and then and now you have the problem of people calling themselves exotic dancer that's why i said they gentrified the word exotic dancer yes oh man it's and a vicious that cycle. led to gentrifying stripping too yes because now people are like oh i'm a stripper <laughs> it's like a ripple effect but in a really yeah. bad way <laughs> yeah and then the real exotic dancers, the real strippers, can't even... I can't teach exotic dance how it's laid today. I could never teach Russian exotic or exotic dance in the pole industry as it is laid out today. But I have fucking 13 years of exotic dance... Experience. Experience. How the fuck does that work? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, they should be begging for you to be teaching. And sharing that I mean, style and educating. Thank you. <laughs> if I name my class any kind of exotic, they will be expecting something that is not what I'm going to teach. It's not you. Because I read this thing and I was like, all right. Obviously, in the end, they said, so exotic dancing and erotic dancing are the same. It's just one is the coins word to sell mm-hmm. whereas what they really were and always will be is erotic dancers so when i llc novocaine dances i made sure to say this is an erotic dance studio right the correct labeling the correct labeling mm-hmm. but oh. you know what happens when people hear something that they never really done before or heard before. They want to do it too. And yeah. all these fucking, oh, erotic classes. Oh, erotic this. Oh, erotic that. So now right. they started taking it because they think they're exotic dancers. Right. Which is a, a really, really big confusion. I feel like it's just happened. It's so rampant today with the studios yeah, take, and everything, right? They take a class or two and they're like, oh, now I can teach this. And it's like, no, don't teach that. Not only are you not teaching it correctly or doing it correctly Mm -hmm. or have any kind of knowledge to be able to teach, Mm -hmm. you're also putting your your students in danger because you're glamorizing something that's not 
to be glamorized. Right. Like, if you're... Definitely not by you, bitch. No. <laughs> and if you're already, like, spreading or teaching the wrong type of movement, it's just a trickle of, like, a trickle effect after that. I quickly want to go into mislabeling in terms of um, the pleasers controversy. If we quickly go into that, because I think by the time this is actually released, it won't be a thing anymore, but... Um, I'll bring it up then. Let's bring it up right now. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm on my fucking Facebook. I stopped following pole dancers on my LLC page mm-hmm. because pasta sesta, all this stuff, yes. shadow banning. I can never see my sisters. How can I speak collectively for them if I can't hear them or see them? I'm only seeing white centric pole dancers on my news feed right I, I told everybody I was like don't take it personally but if I'm going to be an advocate I need to hear them I'm not in the clubs anymore because of corona right so I have uh, I, where's the locker room talk where's the one-on-one talk where's the you know this happened to me Novocaine what can I do about it talk I don't have that anymore mm. so I unfollowed everybody that wasn't a stripper or outed stripper. And I started seeing stories that I haven't been able to see because obviously shadow banning. Right. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. (laughs) Gutter Punk and then April Hayes posted on their stories. Oh, what the fuck is up with pole fitness? catalog that's oh yeah weird. you know they you know they're like well, that's fucking weird that's stupid this, these are stripper shoes yeah and then and then they asked for somebody to buy some shoes because <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh it's getting discontinued because they're getting they're i guess they're getting rid of their old stuff that's not selling anymore and oh. trying to categorize it like pole fitness so the pole fitness people buy <laughs> Okay. And they're like, well, before they discontinue these strip, old stripper shoes, buy this for us. And that shit pissed me the fuck off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you went off. Of this, <laughs> after all of this shit, y'all gonna... Pleasers? My first fucking stripper horseshoes were pleasers. And they were in the fucking pole fitness category. That was that was it. That, that was like the it part. Like, I went through pleasers and i saw my first stripper shoes and my stripper mom died oh my god right she she's dead she she was found suffocated with her bath curtain oh my god and the cops didn't do shit about it they just deemed it a suicide fuck oh my god that's horrible when i saw pole fitness shoe and that shoe itself my stripper mom gave me who is now dead it just like triggered me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I got on my story and I went off on pleasers and I just said that it's an erasure of the most most marginalized, the first people stepping on your pleat on your shoes mm-hmm. to the concrete are black trans sex workers are sex workers, are strippers, are all of this for 30 fucking years. Yeah. And now in 2020, you want to market to the white body. 
Yeah, like we like sex workers made their business. Exactly. (laughs) Literally, the house that they live in, the paper that you wiped their ass in. Guess who fucking paid for it? Yeah. So it's like a complete like disservice, basically. Yeah, and I just had posted about pleasure dying. This stripper, this nineteen-year-old stripper, and she was found dead in a service road. Oh my god! With her stripper clothes on. Oh my god! She was drunk in the club. They kicked her out. Didn't offer a safe ride home. <sighs> and she ended up five miles away from the strip club in a service road, and a car hit her. Oh my god! So in my head, not only do I have my dead stripper mother, I also have this picture of this young woman in stripper shoes and people daring to call us names while wearing stripper shoes and whore clothes with privilege in a studio. And how dare they claim pole fitness shoes? Mm-hmm. How dare they fucking do that? Yeah. And how dare pleaser erase the very people that, that made them. And then so, your post went, went viral. <laughs> I was looking like shit, man. <laughs> it's always that I look like shit that people love to fucking hear my goddamn. I watched all those stories. Heart, I literally don't give a fuck. I don't care how I look like. I can have a goddamn fat ass booger in my nose. But the. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is the truth, and I'm a, I'm gonna speak it when I can. And I get on my Instagram, and I get on my stories, and I just like say it. I say the things that people tell me in DMs. Yeah. I say the things that people speak to me uh, on the phone or in real life, but nobody wants to say it because nobody wants to be that person. And I don't give a fuck anymore because it's to the point that if I don't say nothing, it's gonna drive me motherfucking nuts. Yeah. And while y'all playing around whore in a studio in whore clothes, tapping your pussies, and then le- looking us up and down like we ain't shit, we are dying. My sisters are dying. Yeah. I cannot just stop. This is your little pastime has big cultural repercussions. Power. Yep. Definitely. Yes. Whereas this woman can do this, I cannot do that. And I'm not, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm fucking over it. That's what I do. I go on my stories and I, I just speak the truth. I put it out there. Y'all are fucking shitting on the people that got you there. Yes. And y'all pull people are so privileged and want to be recognized as exotic dancers so fucking badly that you're willing to erase the very people that gave you this empowerment and y'all over here getting lucrative jobs in our gear selling our shit and not even right we can't even go to the pole industry you mean to fucking tell me that my stripper sisters that can motherfucking kill it on stage like me cannot be in the pole industry so we can't so you damn us in the club and then you damn us in your studio yeah, there's no so winning there. So where the there. fuck do we sit then? Yeah. We can't even monetize our own talent? 
Like enough is enough, right? Enough is enough. Y'all want to put black squares, but where is the direction going? Right. Where is your money going? Mm-hmm. Where is your attention going? Where are you taking these people that don't know any better and you're telling them to do something, glamorizing something? I understand that our shit is all blingy, our makeup is all nice. That's our w- warrior paint. Mm-hmm. This is our warrior suits. This is how we fight. We feel like shit. We're humans too. We get broken up with before work. We get this, we get that. Care about our kids and how this bill is going to get paid. And and then yeah. we go to work and we host thousands of people. We're bringing all these young girls, hustlers too, in P-Valley too. There was an influx of young strippers coming in mm-hmm. the strip club, not knowing what the fuck they were getting themselves into. Because they think, oh, the worst thing that can happen is I'm not making money. No, honey, no. the worst thing that can happen <laughs> There's a lot more than that. Yeah. it's It can be really dangerous, again, not having that proper education and not knowing what those expectations are. And then thinking just because you do a fucking trick that you're going to make money. Ain't nobody care if you do a trick. Yeah, no one cares about the tricks. No. <laughs> it's, it's the, the way you do it. Yes. It's the way you sell. It's your sales pitch with that trick. Mm-hmm. It's not pull tricks. It was hustling tricks. Yeah. That's what makes your you money. That's what makes yeah. your money. And I changed oh. my, my hustling game for my audience. I changed my technique. Yeah. I changed everything for my audience because I am a stripper for myself, but I'm a stripper for them too. Of course. I'm doing the shit that I only like. I'm not going to make money. So why the fuck am I in there? Yeah. You have to pivot. You have yeah. to pivot. You so, have to like see who's in the audience. You know, it, it's different every day. Right. Every fucking you cannot be the same stripper you are on a week then on a weekend than you are on a weekday. Yeah. You can't be a, the same stripper you are in this club than you are in that club. There's no everything, one size fits all. <laughs> exactly, and everything is a lesson plan. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm so passionate. It's like stop the glamorizing, mm-hmm. stop the selling of something that you are not of knowledge of because you are putting people in danger and not only are you putting them in danger it's your your hands too Mm -hmm. you're putting your mental state in danger because i I promise you when you hear that one of your students has died it will forever change you yeah i've put so many people in the strip club and i've seen them change throughout the years good and bad until i finally had enough bad experiences where it's like yo stripping changes you yeah it it will show you it will magnify who you really are nobody knows you like that except for yourself so who the fuck am i gonna tell you that you're okay for stripping so i don't mentor baby strippers that are outside of the club Mm -hmm. i mentor people that are in the club already yeah so um, how dare they tell people what it is when they've never been there? Totally. And if they have been there, what's your accolades? For how long? How much money did you make? What did you do? Yeah, we definitely it's have not, to take that into account. And that's not shitting on survival sex workers that don't make a lot of money in the club. It's just, who the fuck are you if you don't master this to tell somebody else how to do it? Right. When you yourself couldn't even make a living off of it. 
I really like this quote that I heard from you from one of your lives and I just kind of want to end on this note and then we'll move over to questions um, that came from the listeners. So you you said, uh, and I quote you, nobody wants to be compared to a stripper, but everyone wants to take that culture. I think that sums up the episode perfectly. Well, let's move on to Q&A. I feel like I can certainly keep talking to you about this for like another hour. <laughs> for sure. I feel I feel the passion and I feel the anger and I can totally understand that you are just sick of it. And I know a lot of other people in the industry as well are just sick of this shit. So thank you so much for bringing all those points to the forefront and hopefully the audience can learn a thing or two. So... <laughs> But I, so. <laughs> I do, there are, there are just a couple questions that just came in from the audience here. So what is your best line when talking to clients at the club? <laughs> okay, this is how I open. This is how I open because my name is Novocaine, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're used to like candies and... Yeah, candy or Roxy. Candy or- <laughs> you know, those names. And then comes Novocaine with a black sleeve, fucking crazy hair and titties that twerk yeah <laughs> <clears throat> i go hi honey my name is Noe kane for your pain do you have any i always open up like that like huh? my name is Noe kane for your pain do you have any honey <laughs> i love that that's funny and so if you make a joke out of it yeah that's a good approach i like that yeah, always make them laugh. I am that person that will make you laugh and give you a boner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whole entertainment. <laughs> You're a whole package. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I look good. <laughs> um, I guess this person's been following you for a bit, but they want to ask, how is your hip doing now and how is the pain? How are you managing that? Once Corona started, my pain level went up. Obviously, I'm not doing physical therapy 16 hours a week now. I can try to do physical therapy on my own, but it's not the same when you have the endorphins of people watching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's not, not quite the same. Yeah, I, I feed off energy. You know, again, I'm a manifester. I use energy to make spells. I don't have to bring all these things. I just use people's energy. Right. To make myself stronger. And when I don't have that, <laughs> uh, it was a lot harder. I can't train for eight hours on my own. That's pretty impossible. Right. No. So um, my pain just went up. I had to oh, find man. another way to do physical therapy that wasn't pull because it was actually hurting me more. Oh, gosh. No matter what I did. So I went into another form of fitness. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So now I cross-train with my other fitness thing. Um, So my new form of fitness has helped me tremendously. And that's why you see me dancing as much as you see me dancing because I'm cross-training physical therapy. Very important. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that that new form of fitness is working out for you and your body. So, yay. <laughs> and I still I, have to deal with racism, though. But, oh, I, man. I, yeah. That never that ends. Happened. The teacher said two things against Native Americans and then black. 
and I had to go to the manager and tell her and now I'm dealing with that and that's another thing that I wanted to speak on that Mm. no matter where I go I will always be brown and I will always have to deal with racism yeah that should just not go away no unfortunately even in 2020 it's still not going away so no um, and I guess the last question here is, as a pole studio owner, how can I incorporate sex workers more to support them? The fuck sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, give us, like, go to the club and be like, yo, I, I have a pole studio. Listen to us. Hire us for workshops. Um, hire us for symposiums. If you are a, a pole business company, why the fuck don't you have a sponsored stripper on your line? You know, why yeah. are you not? I've seen this a lot where I go to somebody's website or Instagram page and it's very whitewashed, light skin. Mm-hmm. And I understand with the, the new regulations that you can't go that hard with the eroticness. But where is the erotic dancers? Right. Where's that representation? Yeah, so mm-hmm. just like me and Bam talk about gentrification with twerk, when all these people are, um, oh, we're doing a twerk sport, or now we're doing twerk, and it's all white-centric page. Yeah, it's a big it problem wrong. with that, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very easy to see that, right? Oh, there's no black bodies here. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to see if somebody is a stripper or not. Mm-hmm. right right because they're all colors they're all races they're all styles true. yes right how about you push out this new verbiage of we want strippers in our crew yeah we want to learn from you we want to uplift you here's the shit that you need here's the opportunities that will get you outside of the club if that's what you want Here's this, here's that. You you give opportunities to students. Right. Why can't we students. do the same? Why right. not a professional? Yeah. Good point. That's a really good point. Just unfortunate that we're not afforded the same opportunities as some of our <laughs> other counterparts, right? So... I want to be inspired by my sisters. Yes. I want to look up to my sisters. I just want to see my sisters win. Yeah. If one wins, we all win. Totally. But it shouldn't just be one winning. It should be all of us. We are the masters of this. You want to learn the real thing? You want to teach the real thing? Hire the real thing. Amen. I love that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. And it's a really good way to end the episode, too. But before I let you go, where can we find you? On Instagram at mm-hmm. Novocaine Dances underscore LLC. My website debuting hopefully very, very soon. I'm taking my time because I really care about this. Yeah. And this is coming from the heart. This is not like a get rich quick scheme. This is for me, my life online and my heart and where I want to lead my sisters. Right. Um, so uh, NovaCaneDances.com will be debuting really soon where Yay. you can see a list of stripper-owned businesses that you awesome. can start. 
Um, there's going to be a blog area where stripper stories will be posted. Perfect. And like put in every podcast, commercial, video, anything that I have ever done. Will be on there. Uh, yes, different students, not just strippers. Uh, like I said, it's not that I want to divide the industry. I want to add to the industry. Yes. I have a stripper ally, a white stripper ally that has been helping me. Okay, cool. She's also part of my Novocaine Dancers crew. Okay, cool. So you'll be able to learn from different avenues mm-hmm. and however you want. It's My website is yours to do as you please. Awesome. My whole thing is I don't want to be famous. I want to be historic. Big difference. And you are. Yeah. You already are historic. you're so significant in this industry so like again i thank you so much thank you madame novocaine for coming on the show today really really do appreciate it i appreciate (laughs) y'all asking me stuff now (laughs) (laughs) hopefully everyone has had a chance to learn something about so go give her a follow go to peeper website once that is up and don't forget new episodes every single sunday it's strip by sia on instagram or my personal just at me it's sia steph and we'll catch you guys in for another episode next week bye bye You're listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellantarama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabber.